<laughs> Every time. Just Performance the, anxiety. Apparently. <laughs> Even though it's literally just us. I know. <laughs> and Romeo. Oh, and Romeo. He makes so me nervous. Fluffy doge. I know. He makes everybody nervous. He's very intimidating. Judgmental. Yeah, um, 15 pounds. He's <laughs> like a little, like, just sassy boy, I feel. Mm-hmm. He's got personality. He has, he really does. He's doing this thing now where he like shakes if he hears a sound he doesn't like. Like he sh- like his whole body, like full shaking as oh, if no. he's like scared. Oh. But which you feel really bad because he just looks so pathetic <laughs> and sad. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like if I pull the chair out too fast and it squeaks wrong, he's like oh. shaking. And you're like, yeah. okay, you're being a little... <laughs> Princess of the Pea, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very sensey boy over here. Um, that's funny though. Um, okay. Welcome to Girls Gone Spooky episode 14. Welcome everyone. I'm Welcome so excited back. for today. Yes. We have, we have a lot of content today, I feel, to get through. I yes. have some like carryover from the last episode some new stuff. Amy's got new stuff. I potentially have like a family story to share mm-hmm. time. Permitting. Permitting. Thank you. Uh-huh. I was like, what is the word? It's mm-hmm. not pending. Thank you. Permitting. Um, we'll see. That may get pushed to next week, but should we just like dive right in? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Okay. Amazing. So we're starting with a I, I called it in my notes a Dear David conclusion, but that's actually just like absolutely not accurate. <laughs> um, so big, big update. They're making a movie out of it. Whoa. So yeah. So they're making a movie out of it. And so I, I found an article on Bustle that actually goes into some of the just like what happened between where I left off and where, where like the movie situation is happening. Um, so it's the producer of it, uh, oh. the remake, not the original, the remake yeah. with um, Bill Skarsgård, which who's just like fabulous as Pennywise. Um, so one of the things they say in the article is like, so how did Dear David end? Cause people are trying to figure out like, what is the movie plot going to be? And They were like, in short, it didn't. But before we get into that, like, here's some info. So he, um, he talks, they, they kind of do a quick little summary of like, basically the whole thread that I, I shared last week. Um, so like documenting the weird phone calls and like when his cats were panicking and the green chair was moving or rocking or just all these like creepy things. Um, Bustle also, I guess, put together like the entire narrative along with theories in a separate article. So Mm -hmm. if people are maybe interested in that, I can like post that to our bio on Instagram for a little bit, or maybe just share in our Facebook group. Um, But it's so creepy and it actually gets scarier. Oh no. How is that even possible? I know. Well, there are (laughs) photos and it's 
really scary. Um, so he, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like having a hard time getting it out because I'm so freaked out. So he posted photos of dark corners that appeared to have the face of a kid with a dented head like floating in them. He also spotted a statue in Japan that looked like Dear David. Because remember, I think I said in one of the last tweets that he was going to Japan and he was going on a trip. Yeah. And so he was like, maybe it'll just, he'll forget about me, whatever. His electricity would waver. His TV would turn on and off. He'd hear scratching and see like ear, like floating like ears and eyes through his door peephole, which I think yeah. that that one I think can kind of be explained away just like a trick of the light kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But it's still really creepy. Yeah. David would visit him in his uh, you know, like bodily form in his dreams. And then um one night. After Ellis dreamed of David, he woke up to find pitch black photos on his camera roll that he did oh. not recall taking. I so he, <laughs> he well, it gets it gets worse because if you he posts the photo and it looks pitch black until you turn your brightness way up, mm-hmm. and then you can literally see a little boy sitting really? in oh. that chair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just yep. taking some selfies. Yep. Literally. But it's almost as if he took the photos, like, from a distance. It's very creepy. And you can see his creepy head. And it gets closer. He gets closer Ew. and closer. No. <laughs> yeah. So they continue with the summary. They say he tried to stave off uh, David's spirit. And by the way, this guy's name is Adam Ellis, in case we forgot. Um to stave off his spirit with salt, other ghost fighting techniques, no matter how hard he tried, uh, David stuck around. So he stayed through August, September, October, November, all the way into the beginning of 2018. In January, um, Dear David started appearing in Ellis's Instagram stories, prompting fans to worry that David was possessing him. So one night in January, he dreamed that David crashed down on him from the ceiling and woke up feeling out of breath. Eventually, he quit his job at BuzzFeed. And by February, the Dear David stories started to drop off. He gave an update in February, noting that things had quieted down quite a bit. This is the tweet. For everybody asking if I'm alive, I'm doing okay. It's been pretty quiet around here lately, and I've been trying to focus on work. Of course, I'll keep you updated if anything strange happens, but for now I'm staying busy with drawing and other projects. So obviously people were wanting more content and people are like, okay, like how is this possible that it just like stopped? And, but he claimed, like, I have no no new info to share. So this is someone was like, um, someone tweeted at him and said, hey, it's cool if you're done with the whole David saga. But if so, could you maybe make a statement to wrap it up? I loved when the notifications popped up. If it's in the past, I'd like to turn off my notifications when you tweet. So that comes from somebody that mm-hmm. very clearly thinks that he's telling a story with this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Adam responds and says, um, I've said a few times that I'd update if anything happened. I'm not going to start inventing stuff just to keep a steady flow of updates. I promise I'll keep you informed. But if you're only here for David tweets, I don't know what to tell you. I've had this account for eight years. So he's like, I'm just documenting my life. Like this is just something that has happened. Mm -hmm. So as of June 2018, which is when this article was written, there was like no no new Dear David content since February. Um, Of course, it doesn't mean that he's not there. There are a lot of theories that potentially he like has possessed Adam. Mm -hmm. So 
On the other hand, a lot of people think it's a hoax or at the very least, like a very compelling piece of fiction. Um, and since it's getting made into a movie and the tweets kind of dropped off around the time that deal started coming to fruition, that's sort of what people um, have landed on. Um, yeah. But then again, more than one person has woken up in the middle of the night feeling a shadow hover hovering over their bed. And though the brain plays tricks on half conscious mind, who's to say ghosts aren't real. So it's sort of just like, <laughs> this lingering question mark. Um, I'm so curious to see uh, what happens with the the movie. Cause I think yeah. like, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's gonna be really interesting. So I'm, I'm gonna link in my notes, the, the article that's about like all of the tweets and um, as of, and this is, this was updated November 19 of this year. So I'm actually just going to scroll to the bottom and make sure there's nothing else that we're like missing. Cause honestly, I hadn't seen this full article until just now. Yeah. This um, is a long saga. So long. I know it just like goes on and on and on. Um, so let's see. He took, he did a couple of interviews. It looks like, um, yeah. Okay. So the last update was what I just said, like some sometime in June, 2018. Um, the, he had a couple interviews actually around the time before and after, um, that the deal for the movie was being made. Um, and he said, he like continues to say vehemently that what he experienced is absolutely real. real. Mm -hmm. Um, of course not everybody believes him and like he would, he probably would say that since there's a movie coming out about it, but you know, I don't know. It's, it's very creepy, but the photos <laughs> I'll post the most yeah. clear, like the clearest one and I'll increase the brightness on it to our Instagram. Okay. When this goes live, but like, Ooh, it's yeah. so creepy. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah, it's very Ooh. creepy. Yeah. Um, okay, so that is kind of wrapping up Dear David. So mm. now we're moving on to my themed content for the week, uh -huh. which is urban legends, legends, creepy, like dare kind of things, kind yeah. of in line with what we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to be talking about Candyman. Um and it's interesting, actually, because there's one uh, historical story that I'm going to cover and talk about in more detail in a moment that is very clearly linked to the Candyman-like challenge, which is similar to Bloody Mary, where you say it looking in a mirror. I'll explain the rules. Um, but there's also someone who we mentioned in the past who has been called the Candyman. And I'm just going to quickly touch on that because it's not the same thing. I just want to make that clear. I could see why there's confusion. So I don't know if you remember the Halloween episode where I talked about uh, the guy who poisoned his kids. Oh, yeah. With pixie sticks. Uh -huh. He has also been coined or, you know, called, I guess, yeah. Candyman. Mm -hmm. So as a reminder, this was a true story that happened uh, in Texas in the 70s. A man who had some amount of debt, it sounds like somewhere around 100 grand. And of course, in the 70s, that was, you know, quite a, a bit. Yeah. Um, he was in a really tough place and basically had no other choice but to do something insane or so he claimed. He ended up putting cyanide into pixie sticks and gave them to his children. 
um, on Halloween. So he ended up passing some some more out to trick-or-treaters. Uh, his daughter did not die. However, his son and a few others did. Um, so he was eventually charged with capital murder, put to death by lethal injection. Um, but yeah, so he, he got the name Candyman. The idea, I think, was to like take out an insurance policy on the kids and then, you mm-hmm. know, really, really Collect sad. The money. Dark. Yeah. yeah. But I just wanted to quickly touch on that because that's not the candy man that we're talking about, but that is also the other candy man because mm-hmm. that's what he was, what he was called. Okay. Um, so now on to the candy man we are talking about. Okay. So bit of a trigger warning here or content warning, I guess. Um, there are a lot of this has to do with um, an enslaved person. Um, so keep that in mind um, mm-hmm. if that's um, and it's a, a murdered ins- enslaved person. So mm-hmm. if that's going to be too upsetting, please skip past my part. Yeah. <laughs> Jump to 80s. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, so one of the things that this this article kind of talked through was how you know, things are it, the candy man, like as we know it in modern times, a lot of the, the awareness of it stems from the movies. There was a movie in, I think, the early 90s and then a remake just this year, um, yeah. which was fantastic, by the way. Um, the original was a bit of a slasher, um, mm. like kind of just old school, traditional horror gory. film. Yeah. Um, yeah, gory and just like all about the violence. Like it was mm. just all, it was a slasher. Like it was just like blood everywhere. Like that was yeah. the whole premise. <laughs> uh-huh. Like that was the plot basically. Right. Um, it's still based on the same historical story, but the new one, and I think I mentioned this last week, um, Jordan Peele was involved. I can't remember if he directed or produced or both, mm-hmm. um, but there's definitely like a major social commentary spin on it. There's a lot of, like police and black people and, you know, commentary around that. So Mm -hmm. it's quite, it's quite interesting. Um, If you haven't seen it, it's still very bloody, but it's not completely focused on the gore. It's it's got, it's got more to it than that. More to it. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just going to read through um, some highlights from this article. So the candy man is an urban legend that tells the scary story of a murdered It says slave, but I'm just going to replace that with enslaved person Mm -hmm. who returns from the dead in search of revenge if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror. Mm -hmm. A horror movie was made in, okay, 1992, um, to be specific, about the legend, followed by two sequels, actually, um, Mm -hmm. starring Tony Todd as the Candyman. I don't actually even know who that is. Um, We'll get into exactly how to play the Candyman challenge here. So according to legend, if you look into a mirror and chant the name Candyman five times, he will appear behind you and kill you with his hook. So he has a hook for a hand (laughs) on one side, I think his right side. So the Candyman is a vicious killer with a bloody hook for a hand. He appears from the mirror covered in blood and bees and has nothing but murder on his mind. Weird. They say that many years ago, the candy man was a real man. So back in the days when slavery was legal, um, candy man was a black enslaved man named Daniel Robitaille, which they actually referenced that name in the movie, um, in the newest one. I don't remember if it's in the older ones. Um, but he worked on a plantation in New Orleans. He was a very talented painter and was chosen by the plantation owner to paint a portrait of his daughter. 
you can probably see where this is going. Yeah. Um, Daniel fell in love with the daughter of the white plantation owner. And when the obviously racist <laughs> plantation o- owner discovered that his daughter and this man, Daniel, were in love, mm-hmm. he raised an angry mob and chased Daniel out of town. Uh-huh. So she loved him back. So yeah. You know that mind. Right. Um, which I mean, not that that was even relevant then, but yeah. Um, so this mob was armed with pitchforks and had a pack of dogs with them. They chased Daniel across fields of the plantation streams, like basically like moving farther and farther away from the plantation. Finally, they caught up with him near an old barn. These men seized Daniel and cut off his right hand with a rusty saw. They then covered him in honey and threw him into a beehive. So he, I'm sure that was severely painful. He died from his injuries. Um, But it said that he cursed the men who killed him and vowed to return and exact his revenge. So the idea is that his spirit will never rest. And now his his ghost walks the world for all eternity appearing when his name is called five times. So you can say it once, twice, three times, four times, but never say it five. Mm -hmm. So it's, this one's really interesting to me because I think, you know, there's so much, there's so much like, what's the word? It's so complicated when we talk about, I think like certain black icons or characters or legends like in this case because you kind of get into that trope of like the magical black person yeah where it's like no black people can also just be regular people like that doesn't make them different (laughs) Uh so um I think that's that's a little bit tricky with this one um but the concept is just so immensely creepy I mean similar to Bloody Mary Mm -hmm. it's like I will never say that. I'm no. not about to look in the mirror and say never. that. <laughs> just in case. F that. Yeah, yeah, just in case. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing, too, is that my feeling is like, okay, so say he did curse the men and say, I'm going to come back in exact revenge. And he's just a really tormented spirit. Like, he'd have every right to come back and try to exact revenge. Yeah. And also, the way that they, like tortured him basically yeah. before he died it's like mm-hmm. i can see how that would generate someone generate a very unsettled spirit yeah absolutely. so there's that but it's also what we've talked about in the past with like the power of suggestion and of intention and all of that like to what degree do you as a person have the ability to conjure something mm-hmm. that may or may not quote unquote exist yeah. without your mental engagement with it? Does that, right. does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not trying to sound like so cerebral, but I just, no. it's, I'm having a hard time like putting it into words. No, it does make sense. Okay. Is it, well, let me know if this is what you were saying, but mm-hmm. is it a real spirit returned Mm -hmm. or is it something that we can conjure in our minds is that what you're talking about exactly but like conjure in our minds not just in that you can like scare yourself but I also mean like conjure it into existence right yeah with your mind yeah kind of like yeah we had a similar conversation around slender man yep that's exactly what I was thinking yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. 
anyway, that's Candyman. I don't have a Whoa. ton of information on it. I think so much of like this, this quote unquote story comes mm-hmm. from the movies at this point. Yeah. Um, so highly recommend watching the new one. Not you. Don't watch yeah. it. You'll hate it. <laughs> but anybody Stop listening it. who likes scary movies, um, it's a really, really well done one. So yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. So that's Candyman. Wow. Interesting. Yes. I did see um, when I was doing research about Bloody Mary that some people think Candyman derived from her. Interesting. Okay. I mean, just in the way that they're both conjured from mirrors, Mm -hmm. I think there are very different origin stories for them. But some hers is older, though, isn't it? I mean, I would assume. Yes. Although Candyman was from the 1800s. Yes, except (laughs) this is the thing. It was really interesting learning about this. So I'll get into like her origin story. But um, okay, basically, Bloody Mary, as we know, she is an apparition that's said to appear in a mirror if you summon her through certain rituals. And there are a lot of stories about how you can summon her. Like it's less cut and dry um, than Candyman, just saying it five times. (laughs) They really vary. Um, But I wanted to start with just a little bit about who she is and how the legend started. So the Bloody Mary ritual, her origin story, like I said, is not set in stone. Um, It is believed that it originated in the early 19th century from this sort of divination practice that young people, and of course, especially young girls, would participate in. And it went that if you walked backwards up the stairs in a dark area, holding a candle in one hand and a hand mirror in the other, you would see one of two things reflected in the mirror. So option one would be the face of the person you're destined to marry. And option two was a skull, (laughs) which indicated, (laughs) I know, not, yeah, not great, but. Polar opposites also. I know. (laughs) Yeah, two, yeah, totally opposite options. And if you saw the skull, it meant that you were destined to die before you could ever get married. So the fact, Yo. yeah, the fact that the two. How pissed would you be if you <laughs> actually summoned the courage to do this uh-huh. and you see some Got fucking Hamlet ass looking <laughs> skull? I would be like, you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Why'd I do this? Why'd yeah. I do this? Why did I do this? I'd rather not know. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. And. I just think it's funny that the fact that the only two options are marriage or dying before you get married are yeah really choosing not to marry. Yeah, exactly. But I I mean, it's a different time. But I was just gonna say it's telling of the time period because especially for women, marriage was like the ultimate goal of life. The purpose of your life (laughs) was to get married and bear children, etc. So. Yeah, I was actually, that reminded me, I might have mentioned this in the Halloween episode, but for Halloween this year, I went on a tour of this old, beautiful Victorian house here that's turned into a museum. 
And she was, it was about Halloween in the Victorian era specifically. And I think it would be so interesting to look more into their divination rituals. Ooh, yeah. Because there were so many. Um, a lot yeah, having to do with marriage. Yeah, that'd be great. But she was also talking about like seances and using Ouija boards were just like daily, whatever, <laughs> commonplace. I mean, it's like, I guess, like reading your horoscope or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I think. Which I guess isn't that different if you think about it. Yeah, not really. And for them, it was like death was so much closer. Like if your family member died, it probably happened in your home. Right. And like people died. And younger. Yeah, younger and more easily, I guess. Yeah. So. And more like kind of brutally, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that could be interesting. But yeah. Okay, um, wait, I have a question for you really yeah. quick, just to interject. If you had to choose between knowing when or how you die, which would you pick? Mm. <laughs> That's kind of an impossible question. Because if you knew how, then you could avoid whatever situation. But it's going to happen no matter what. I think I'd rather know how. Me too. I don't want to just think about like, okay, it's my last day. Yeah, you're like, oh, 10 days left. (laughs) Yeah, that would be agony. That's like the, um, did you ever read that book, The Immortalists? Mm -mm. No. Oh, it was really good. I think you'd like it a lot. Um, I'll look up the the author. Um, But it's the premise, and this isn't giving anything away. This is literally like written on the back of the book. these siblings, I think there are like four or five of them, I think five, Mm -hmm. they go to see like a a psychic and she tells them, each of them, the day they're going to die, like the date. Mm. And um, she tells them individually so they don't hear each other's, I don't think. Mm. And then it like shows how their lives play out after that so some believe it some don't and Hmm. it's just like all about their lives but yeah it's called the immortalist it's really really good it just reminds me of that because i mean as you can imagine at least one of them is thinking like oh my god like here's the (laughs) countdown right oh god yeah yeah that sounds really cool yeah it's really good look it up okay sorry proceed no that's okay um let's see oh yeah so i could only find one indication of a date for when the Bloody Mary in the mirror ritual, like we know today, um, started. And that was in a blog written by someone named Adam Seltzer, who is a ghost tour guide in Chicago. And his bio said that he's often featured on the History Channel and the Travel Channel. What a flex. I know. (laughs) I don't know what kind of show he would be on, but seems reputable enough so yeah um anyway i mean then again isn't ancient aliens on this I know, that's what i was thinking <laughs> i was like that's probably what he's on. that guy <laughs> with the hair that looks like he's been electrocuted is yeah. just probably one of my favorite people to walk the planet yeah like thank you sir for your service and yes. entertainment mm-hmm. he was just born to be a meme he was, he was born destined. to be a meme yeah oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit yeah. 
sounds so entertaining. But, yeah. So maybe I don't know who Adam Seltzer is, but we'll just take his word for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, through his research, he found that the Bloody Mary ritual kind of appeared out of nowhere in the late 1960s. Oi. Which is so much more recent than I would have guessed. Like that's Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I don't know. And it doesn't have a clear origin story, which in a way kind of makes it creepier to me. Yeah. Like why agreed. When <laughs> and how did it spread so fast and yeah. all that. Mm, so don't love that. Um, who is Bloody Mary? So first of all, she is not always called Bloody Mary. She has kind of a lot of names. Sometimes she's known as Mary Worth, Mary Worthington, Mary Wales, <laughs> Mary Wolf, Mary Jane, Mary White, and the list just goes on and on. And some of these seem to be specific to certain geographic regions, but Bloody Mary is by far the most widespread alias of hers. Makes sense. Yeah. But let's talk about some of these other Marys really quick. So starting with Mary Wales, this information comes from someone named Linda Winters' master's thesis, which, by the way, her thesis topic was um, sleepover games and folklore. Which is just the coolest thing. That is so fun. Yeah. I wish I had done that for my thesis. What the (laughs) hell? Interesting. Sleepover games and folklore? Yeah. Can we like read her whole thesis? Yeah. I can find the link if you want. It's pretty long. I'm very curious. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So in this thesis, she cites an article um, by Janet Langlois. I don't know how to say that, but Janet was told by a 12-year-old student of hers that it was becoming a common game to summon the spirit of a young girl named Mary Wales by saying, Mary Wales, I believe in you in the mirror in a darkened bathroom anywhere from 10 to 100 times, which seems really excessive (laughs) to say it 100 times. But... um. Mary Wales seems to be more specific to Indiana in the United States as she is a, I guess, character, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. in an urban legend there called the Vanishing Hitchhiker. Have you ever heard of that? No. I hadn't either, but apparently, as with most things, there are a lot of variations of it and it exists kind of all over Mm -hmm. the place. But the basic premise is that there's a man who picks up a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker gets in the backseat of the car and is just silent for the whole ride. And then when they arrive at the destination, the driver turns around to say, we're here and there's no one there in the car. So they just disappear, vanish into thin air. I know. And in some stories, it goes further to say that the driver somehow finds out um, that the passenger is someone who had died a long time ago. Of course. Yeah. So in this case, Mary Wales was one of the hitchhikers. And presumably her death was not a good one if she's coming back as a 
scary mirror spirit. <laughs> but, so that's Mary Wales. And then there were three distinct stories about Mary Worths. Okay. And the first is from Adam's blog that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to be specific to Illinois or even just Chicago. Mm-hmm. And in that case, Mary Worth is said to be a woman who would offer refuge to runaway slaves in Illinois, but then, okay. this is awful, torture and kill them in her barn. So she was just an evil, evil woman. Wait a minute. I think they used that woman as the foundation for a character in American Horror Story Coven. Really? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Huh. I think Kathy Bates plays her character. Huh. I'll have to double check. I I I literally couldn't finish that season because it there was a lot of like torture kind of Mm. scenes and Mm -hmm. I was just and all racially motivated. And I was yeah. like, I just, this is just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow. Okay. That's Sorry. Continue. That no, just like I, dawned on me. I mean, when you were talking about the candy man and Daniel, you know, sadly being tortured yeah. in a barn. It's yeah. like, yeah. Some parallels there. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, okay. Then there's a Wisconsin version of Mary Worth. And she was said to be a woman who was badly disfigured by some kind of accident and was really spiteful about it. So if she were summoned into the mirror, she would lash out of it and try to disfigure whoever called her there um, and have them meet the same fate that she did. Right. Yeah. It's not very... No. She's really not trying to like pay it forward, you know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Maybe she is, but in like a really bad way. <laughs> yeah, she's very bitter. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yikes. And the third and final Mary Worth is believed to have been a woman who was tried for witchcraft during the Salem witch trials. Okay. And there's no one on the list that I could find, at least of the ones who were executed named mm-hmm. Mary Worth, but who knows what was happening back then. Um, and all of these Mary Worths can be summoned by looking in the mirror and repeating, I believe in Mary Worth. So mm, okay. similar but different. And then finally, Bloody Mary, the one we know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a nickname for Mary Tudor, who is the daughter of Henry VIII. And oh. yeah. She, so Mary Tudor, she definitely did have a lot of blood on her hands. There's no denying that. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. her story is also just rife with sexism as a Mm -hmm. female leader um, when her father was equally brutal as she was. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she earned her nickname as Bloody Mary after she ordered 280 Protestants to be burned at the stake as heretics in her bid to restore Roman Catholicism as the official religion of England in the late 1500s. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) it's, yeah, awful. Um, I mean, she, that was probably like par for the course then. (laughs) I mean, 
just through history that becomes terrible, you know, but yeah. just killing in the name of God. Cause I'm yeah. sure that's what you would want. Right. Exactly. That's what, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, those are the possibilities for who bloody Mary is, but there are so many ways to summon her. And these all come from an article by Alan Dundas. I think, um, he studies folklore and mm. he compiled a whole bunch of interviews where like pretty young girls were asked how to summon Bloody Mary and what they knew about her. So here are some of them. Um, okay. During recess at school, you go into the girls' bathroom. Your friends wait outside because only one person is allowed in at a time. One girl stands at the door to turn out the lights once you're positioned in front of the mirror. Once the lights are out, you close your eyes and turn around three times. Yeah. Then you open them and stare straight into the mirror and chant, Bloody Mary, show your fright, show your fright this starry night. Um, you have to chant slowly so she has time to come from the spirit world. Then you wait to see her face. Once you see her, you have to run out of the bathroom where your friends are waiting. If you've sinned or done anything evil in your life, then you will have three scratches of blood on your cheek. Interesting. That's almost like a cautionary tale. Yeah. Like <laughs> I if know. you're good, she'll just come and be like, sup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're bad, she'll scratch you. I know. Yeah. She scratch you. She scratch you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Another this one's more like consistent with what I have heard. Mm-hmm. A group of girls go into a dark room where a mirror is present. Mm-hmm. Then everyone starts chanting Bloody Mary until a woman's bloody face appears in the mirror. Um, simple, <laughs> straightforward. Yeah. And then some of these other ones I didn't know have to do with the toilets flushing. Have you heard of that? Okay, no, but I feel already vindicated because as a child, I was really (laughs) afraid of flushing the toilets. I remember you telling that. Yes, I was convinced (laughs) that there was a monster that was going to come out and get me that somehow... Flushing the toilet was the thing that it was going to be like, oh, that's it. <laughs> Coming for you. Yep. But I mean, yeah, you weren't far off because I guess apparently some spirits can reside in toilets or at least come up through them, which is similar to that fear of like, okay, there's a snake in here. Yes. <laughs> crawl up okay, I'm pipe. never going to, I'm going to hover over the toilet seat for the rest of my life. That's it. <laughs> screw my pelvic floor health it's yep. fine i'll hover whatever <laughs> i know it's yeah. <laughs> i was already worried about snakes now i have to worry about ghosts coming up my hoo-ha <laughs> <laughs> stay out of my hoo-ha spirits you're not welcome <laughs> yeah i hope she wouldn't do that but just don't talk about bloody mary when you're on the toilet that's not okay. I will not talk about her, but what if I'm thinking about her? Because you know that's going to be an intrusive <laughs> thought for me now every time I have to pee. I mean, same, but I think you have to say her name. That's okay, consistent okay, okay, okay. in all of these. 
Like, she's she's like a like auditory learner. Okay. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. She has to words of affirmation is her love language. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. Uh-huh. Excellent. And we can avoid that. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. But all the rest of these have to do with chanting Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, um, and flushing the toilet like while you're doing it. So huh. I guess you wouldn't be sitting on the toilet. <laughs> you would be standing. Maybe you would. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But then if she comes, I guess the indication of her being there is that the toilet water will then run red and bloody. That doesn't seem sanitary. No. So so like what if <laughs> What if you're like, oh, it must be Bloody Mary, and instead you have an ulcer? Like, hello, these are important details to take note of. Yeah. Your doctor's like, how are things going? You're like, oh, there's a lot of blood in my toilet, but it's just Bloody Mary, I think. I'm pretty sure I called her, you know, accidentally. (laughs) Accidentally? I didn't mean to. but I didn't mean to. It was an accident. Oopsie. Yeah. Oops. Well, okay. So... That's how you summon her. I found one like personal story of somebody Ooh. who did Bloody Mary. And so in her story, Bloody Mary was the name of a witch that lived back in colonial times. Okay. And the witch used her black magic to become young again by killing young mm. girls in the village. And so she was burned at the stake but Bloody Mary used mirrors to help her locate and enchant her victims. So I think as a witch, she was able to like look through people's mirrors uh, and I find mm-hmm. where the young girls were. Yo, that okay. Well, yikes to use it for that reason, but yeah, that'd be kind of lit though. If you could like <laughs> look into a mirror and pick what mirror you want to see into. Yeah. Not for, like, creepy creepy. (laughs) reasons. Well, I guess it's kind of creepy. Like, aren't you just kind of, like... I feel like the idea of being a voyeur always has kind of a, like, sexual deviancy Mm -hmm. kind of vibe. But, like, who isn't compelled to look into someone else's household when it's dark outside and it's bright inside and they're sitting at the dinner table or they're Mm -hmm. fighting or they're whatever, like, doing normal household things. Mm -hmm. But... It's that. Like, I would just be so curious to be like, wonder what my neighbors are doing right yeah. now. Like, no, I take know. a week. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, yeah, so true. It's just human nature to yeah, want to know. Just, yeah. Curiosity. Yeah, and I feel like it, like, makes us feel kind of connected, too. It's like, oh, we're alike. We do the same shit. You yeah. also fold laundry and yeah. load the dishwasher <laughs> uh-huh. and fight with your spouse. Great. Exactly. Yeah. I always think about that when I'm sitting in traffic, like, surrounded mm-hmm. by people. And I just think they all are living their lives and I'm probably never going to see them again. I know nothing yes. about them, but we're sharing this moment, moment. together. Yes. Yeah. I think something so similar because I live on like near the 30th floor of my building and it's overlooking a major highway. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really beautiful, especially at night, but it's very trafficy at night. And so I sometimes I'm like just sitting in my bed feeling like a little like, bird in a perch (laughs) and I'm just like looking down at all these people and I'm like 
what like who are they, like who's in the car one yeah who are they going home to if anyone do they mm-hmm. have pets do they have hobbies like what yeah. do they do for work mm-hmm. are they going to work or are they going home from work like where do they work what do yeah. they do like, I'm so <laughs> curious you? sometimes yeah Oh my God. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) It is very interesting to think about. Um, Okay. So this Bloody Mary comes through the mirror. Um, Okay. So these girls in Kimberly's story, they Mm -hmm. had their candle. They chanted Bloody Mary's name three times in the bathroom mirror. And I'm just going to read in her words now. Yeah. The five of us waited tensely as we gazed without blinking at our faces that reflected in the glass. I strained my eyes trying to see through the mirror and some other realm that I both dreaded and hoped might be there. So then nothing was happening. They decided to just leave. Suddenly, Danielle screamed and pointed at the mirror. I whirled away from the locked door and saw a glowing white figure staring at us from the mirror. Her face was twisted with malice and flames seemed to flicker around her. In one hand, she held a bloody knife. Could this be Bloody Mary or were our eyes playing tricks on us? All of a sudden, (laughs) all of a sudden, the figure lunged forward, her knife hand coming straight out of the mirror and striking Danielle in the face. Long scratches appeared on Danielle's cheeks, and she staggered backwards with a gasp of pain, hands coming up to protect her face. So. Yo. (laughs) That is terrifying. Yeah. Okay, final detail. After they left and turned the lights back on, the writer says, I felt a burning sensation on my arm. I looked down and carved in my arm were the words, I am real. (gasps) Oh, <gasps> so, I just got full body. Yes, Sam. No, 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 no. Yeah. So she framed that story as being totally true. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's true, <laughs> but well, and I don't even know if it's a question of like, is it true? But is it? Did it actually happen that way, or did there? Do they believe it happened that right. way? You know, same kind of same question, like yeah, conjured in their minds. Yeah, holy, yeah. So, what is the what is the origin story of Bloody Mary that you heard as a kid? Um, I think I had heard. Do you remember? I think I had heard about the Mary Tudor version. Okay, but yeah, and then I had heard. I think I heard three times in the mirror with a candle in a dark bathroom. Mm-hmm. I had never heard toilets are spinning. It was just mm-hmm. looking at yourself in the mirror and okay. saying Bloody Mary. The story I had heard about Bloody Mary is just so completely different from these. Really? So the one I had heard was it was a little girl who got very sick mm-hmm. I think with like tuberculosis or something like that was pronounced dead, buried. And that night there was a huge storm. And back then, because especially like a lot of people died in the home and were buried on their like home property. So they didn't necessarily have like a coroner, Mm -hmm. you know, or somebody doing like an autopsy that wasn't really happening. Uh So, and this was, I think supposed to be like, 
not maybe not middle ages, but like colonial times, maybe like mm-hmm. 1600s, which is what I was expecting you to talk about. But yeah. so it's in- really interesting. But so I guess back then they would tie a string around the wrist of the person buried. Mm-hmm. And then that string would lead up, you know, six feet or whatever to the surface. And at the surface, there'd be a bell. The string oh. would be attached to mm-hmm. a bell so that if they weren't actually dead, there'd be a way to alert people that they were quite literally buried alive. Mm -hmm. But that night there was a massive storm and knocked the bell over. And so she tried to scratch her way through the coffin, Hmm. creating very bloody bloody hands, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, she died in obviously a very traumatic way. And so the idea that I grew up with was that you say Bloody Mary three times as you're spinning around three times and then Mm. stop and look in the mirror and that she appears in the mirror with bloody hands, like reaching out to you. Mm. Um, So that's really interesting because like I, you know, it's just, it sounds very urban legendy. I don't even know if that's true that people were buried with bells like that. It is true. But really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a, I found out about that on my favorite murder, the podcast. They did an episode about that. And yeah, people had to use those bells kind of frequently because that is, that's literally what I was just going to say is like, if that's the case, like just wait a little to bury it, you know, Uh give them a minute. Yeah. Give them a minute or a day or maybe like a week. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, it's creepy. Um, the last thing I wanted to say about this, actually last couple things. So uh-huh. one, of course, people always try to rationalize things and figure out why they started. And I just thought this was interesting that the fact that the ritual takes place in a bathroom, it mm-hmm. involves blood and it's practiced mostly by young girls. It kind of leads people to believe that it started as having something to do with menstruation. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, I hadn't either until today, but it makes some sense. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's because there's fear around leaving childhood once you start menstruating, going into womanhood and all the expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this done this person that I mentioned before he even mentions anxiety around like spotting on your clothes or bleeding through your clothes um and that that is embarrassing and especially like shameful if a man sees it because men are grossed out by period blood (laughs) and so like all of the shame and not stigma but um, well, stigma, though. I mean, I think there there's stigma just to womanhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it all comes... We're told not from, to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. It all comes from male attitudes toward menstruation. So yeah. I just thought that was interesting. And then very last thing, I mentioned this briefly last week about looking in the mirror in a dimly lit room for too long mm-hmm. can yes. distort your features. Mm-hmm. So... This came from an article, but I couldn't get a full version of Mm, it. So mm -hmm. this is the Wikipedia summary. Okay. Um, But it comes from 
somebody named Giovanni Caputo, and mm-hmm. he calls the phenomenon the strange face illusion, where facial features may appear to melt, distort, disappear, and rotate, while other hallucinatory elements such as animal or strange faces may appear. Um, It's believed to be a consequence of a dissociative identity effect, which causes the brain's facial recognition system to misfire in a currently unidentified way. So it's um, shrouded in mystery, but... Yeah, that's more... that psychological phenomenon is more complex than I realized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you were saying, when you were describing it, like what she, how she appears that popped into my head, that Mm -hmm. reference from last week. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you think? Like an optical illusion. Um, Well, this one, like when you said that you spin around that Mm -hmm. makes, me think like you're spinning around it's dark and you have this idea in your head disoriented yeah so maybe it is just in something you imagined Mm -hmm. but i don't know you know i'm but then what about that girl's story yeah (laughs) Yeah. i feel like girl's story see to me that's the thing is like maybe this is just my own thing but like i I'm I, I'm Catholic. I mean, te- I was going to say technically, I'm Catholic, <laughs> technically. and yeah, I don't I don't like really associate myself with the institution so much, but I you know do I do believe in some things mm-hmm. and that are part of the Catholic tradition. Tra- tra- tradition, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, okay, Freudian <laughs> slip um, tradition, and one of those things is angels and demons. Like I think Mm -hmm. that I do believe that those kinds of entities exist. I don't think they look the way that we imagine they do or manifest in the ways that we've seen in pop culture. But I do believe that they exist based on just things that I've heard from people like stories. Mm -hmm. And here's my thing is, I feel like my mom's always said this, like, even when I remember in, in university, when we had those like witchy books, mm-hmm. like there were always parts of those like spell books that had, you know, hexes and like yeah. dark magic and they had warnings on them. Mm-hmm. Like careful what you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's your intention is powerful and all of that. And I remember one time I brought one home and my mom said this to me on multiple occasions, like just don't open them in the house. Like, just don't do them mm-hmm. here. If you want to read through it, do that, but do it in your own space. Cause mm-hmm. like, you just don't know. You just don't yeah. know. And I think for me, my feeling is I wouldn't dare make up a story like that mm-hmm. because what if you offend something? Yeah. And I mean, something right. like, I don't, you, you just don't know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I just, I tend to be with some exceptions, relatively trusting of people, especially when they swear adamantly that they're mm-hmm. telling their truth, yeah. their version of the truth. Right. So I don't know, like something like that, where like their her face was actually scratched or mm-hmm. cut, and then yeah. the "I am real" thing. Yeah. Because I mean, again, maybe it's not Mary Tudor or mm-hmm. this little girl that died of tuberculosis. Maybe it's a demon that's mm-hmm. coming to you because you're literally seeking out something scary. Right. 
Yeah. I don't know. I just ooh, yeah, don't like it. I know. I I agree. I don't want to mess with anything just in case mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah. And like you said, telling a story like that could even also make yes, it true. It's yeah, it's it's powerful. Like words are powerful, intention is powerful. Yeah. All of that. Like I had <laughs> this is one of the most I don't know the right word, but it's something that I had thought about consistently and it came true where it was in elementary school. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, I just had this flash of a thought that we were going to have to do like a music recital in front Mm -hmm. of our whole class and parents. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I need to prepare myself for that. And then it, she announced like two weeks later that we were going to do that. Weird. So I and I kept thinking about it. Like I yeah. was like, what am I gonna play for that? <laughs> you know? And then Oh my god. There it was. So That's so odd. Yeah. I mean and I, I mean s- I'm not surprised that, that would happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not either, but yeah, like she hadn't mentioned it at all that that was even a possibility. It just came into my mind to you. and then there it was. So, right. Yeah. So then at careful. that point, my question is, was that an incoming wave or an outgoing wave? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, did you just kind of read it off of her somehow? Mm-hmm. Or did I put it or out Or did there? your, yeah. Did you project it into existence? Mm-hmm. I would say the latter, but that makes me yeah. seem <laughs> like I have powers or something. But well, no, I mean, I, guess I think we both of do. those are powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. So that's really, really interesting. Don't make oh my up God. stories. They might. Don't make up stories. True. Seriously. Yeah. Don't fuck with Candyman or Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. No. Or if you are going to do the challenge, film it and send it to us. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. We can make you insta famous, make not really, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, make it, it worthwhile. It Do it for the gram. Viral. It would go. Viral oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just no Photoshop, okay, guys. Yeah, come on, come on, come on guys. Come uh, on, integrity. Yeah, integrity. <laughs> okay, I think I'm gonna save my story for next week. Okay, and we have. Yes, I gotta leave you guys on a, a little bit of a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good one. It's a story from my parents actually and lots of little details. And it's interesting because my parents divorced years ago and I'd heard the story, I think from my dad at some point in the past, but from my mom multiple times. Mm-hmm. And as we started doing this podcast, they both kind of mentioned like, Oh, you should do, you should talk about this story mm-hmm. from the, it's a haunted house story basically. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know what? I should just ask my dad for like his in-depth recollection of the situation. Mm-hmm. Their stories match like to a T. There's like one detail that I'll go into next week that's like slightly off, but both of them are like, ah, I could be wrong. They could be right. Yeah. So it's like a like kind of irrelevant mm-hmm. timing thing, mm-hmm. but that's it. Like yeah. it's all the same, which huh. – Compelling. blows my mind because it's yeah. not like they're like sitting around chatting about it they mm-hmm. don't, they don't yeah. chat much so it's <laughs> yeah. like uh-huh. what yeah. it's very weird and I will say too neither of them are like 
they're they're both spiritual people, I would say, but neither of them are they're very no nonsense kind of people. Mm -hmm. Like they're not the kind of people like I could see them both. The reason why I was actually so surprised that their stories matched so perfectly is because I could see either of them downplaying it like Mm. a lot. Like, no, your Uh mom is being, your dad is being dramatic. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that crazy. It wasn't that weird, but no, it was like, they were both like, this is, it was really, really creepy. Yeah. And like, we were very happy to be out of that house. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. I'll leave you guys with that for next week. I'm excited Um, to hear and it'll be around Krima. Yeah. That's just So for say. anybody celebrating Krima, mm-hmm. uh, which is Christmas in <laughs> my weird little way, uh, Merry Krima and happy <laughs> holidays. Merry Krima. Or Christmas. Um, yeah. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, if not, Enjoy the Happy season. holidays. Yeah. Enjoy the season. Hope you're not somewhere freezing your little booties off, your spooky little booties. <laughs> um, and Happy New Year. I mean, we'll talk yeah. to you guys before then. Yeah. But um, wow. It, I can't believe we're almost to, to 2022. Oh, God. I know. What even Can happened? you believe? No, I have no idea what the heck happened. Yeah. That was it zoomed right by. <laughs> Zoom, 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 zoom. zoom. Make my heart go boom, boom, my supernova <laughs> girl. And with that, and with stay that. spooky, my friend. <laughs> stay spooky, everyone. Thanks for listening. Rate and review us. Yes. Subscribe. Smash that subscribe <laughs> button. Just really just body slam uh-huh. that like. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, follow us on social at Girls Gone Spooky on uh-huh. FB and IG. Oh, <laughs> Like that lingo, I love a little it. lingo, some meta lingo. Uh-huh. Am I right? Because uh-huh. um, it's meta now, everyone. Uh-huh. Um, and also, if you have haunted house stories or you have scary Bloody Mary slash Candyman conjuring stories, we want to hear it. Any other stories, UFOs, Ooh, uh-huh. alien abduction. I thought of that one. Literally all of the above. Yeah, we want to hear it. Anything, Anything spooky? spooky. Oh, jinx. Jinx. You owe me a soda. All right. I'll send it to you in a package. Send me one. Perfect. <laughs> Shake it up first, okay? <laughs> you know I would. <laughs> oh, you little demon. My favorite little demon. Oh, um, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, See you next everyone. week. Bye. Bye.